I'm Keith, and this is my dad, Kerwood. Welcome back to another episode of the show that needs no introduction, but we're going to introduce it again, Father and Son, the Star Wars Podcast. Thank you very much for joining us once again. We are concluding our review of Star Wars Adventures in Wild Space. It's a seven book series written by Kevin Scott and Tom Huddleston and illustrated by David Buzan. We covered the first four books in a previous episode. So if you have not checked that out, please do so. Let's discuss the last three books, starting with book five called The Darkness by Tom Huddleston. Lead in by Loby held, <coughs> held prisoner on the shade ship called the Movable Feast. The Empire has brought in two new prisoners, a Lassat named Davin and a human named Stell. And, you know, Davin kind of reminds me of Zeb from Star Wars Rebels because they're both from Lassat. And according to Stell, Davin is known as the Butcher of Brental 4. Mm, sounds evil. <clears throat> Did you like that? You, you have to be. Okay. All right. So, Crater lets Lita and Milo out of their cells. They find out that half the ship has lost power, the shade is missing, and that they're in a, they have a little bit of a spider infestation. And by a little bit, I mean a big one, and it's really bad because the cyber spiders are cybernetic. Part robot, part animal. They were engineered by a scientist named Silo, who's in a lot of the Darth Vader comics from 2015. So... They found that Shalomon Dafa, a.k.a. The Shade, has been knocked out by the spiders. And meanwhile, David is out of his prison cell and looking for the kids. Hmm. They, they go to Stell for help. He comes up with the plan to trap David. So as soon as he walks through, bang. And then Stell attacks Crater, not accidentally, but on purpose. Then he takes him and Lena to the to the bridge because you know he he can't fix the ship on his own and guess what the bridgers appear mm, interesting okay and apparently Davin was sent by them to help the kids so Milo and Davin hatch a plan to get the spiders to knock out the powers so they can get out of their cages cells then there's a fight between Stell and Davin. Davin basically gets knocked out. But luckily, Lita is able to blast the Imperial ship threatening the Bridger's ship. And they win. All right, now let me, let's go back to this. So we have two new characters, right? We have Stell and we have Davin, right? Right. Okay. Now, again, you described Davin. You know, he's from the planet Lasan. So he looks like Zeb from Rebels. So he's big, he's intimidating, he's a little scary. So, you know, it's perfectly normal to think that he may be the villain. So this butcher of Brent Hall 4 that we're talking about, right? It turns out that was Stell's name. Exactly. So it's, He was lying and working with the Empire all along. Aha. Uh -huh. So, right. So Stell tricked him. Now, Stell is completely the opposite of what Zeb or uh, uh, Davin looks like, right? You know, he's just skinny. He seems... 
uh, unassuming. You know, he yeah. seems so nice. He was talking to the kids. He's he trying even to gave Milo some food. Some food, right? And he was trying to help them, right? But it and turns it turned out, out it was all an evil right. trick. So he was the butcher of Brenthal for. Okay. Yep. And he, you know, poor kids, you know, they can't trust any adults. Um, Apparently not. Yeah, but he except was, for me or Anna Yeah, so he was able to talk the kids out of taking him out of jail, putting them in a cell, and then trapping Davin and putting him in a cell so that he wouldn't get out. But obviously he did. There was a fight between the two of them and uh, Stell could not match up to, to Davin. All right. So Davin, good thing, you know. Yeah, luckily Davin actually, he works. did try to get knocked out, but right. luckily he does work for the bridger. Right. So it turns out that this big hulking intimidating guy is actually the good guy. He's working for the bridgers, the rebels. Right. right. So the lesson learned is, I guess you just can't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. Right. And they don't literally mean you can't pick up a book and be like, oh, well, let me put this back. Right. They mean judge a person by how they don't judge a person by how they look, judge them by how they act. Exactly. Right. Very good lesson to learn. OK, so that was book five. Let's move on to book six called The Code, The Cold by Kevin Scott. So this is Lena and Milo. They're back on their ship, the Whisper Bird, and they're heading to the planet Xyla. Okay. Zyla. All right. And then they were supposed to go to a planet called Pion, right? Because they needed to fix a satellite. All right. Right. But Lena has a lead on Xyla in regards to where they could probably find their parents. Right. Yeah. So apparently she found out that on Zala, their parents may be being held there. But we don't know yet. Okay. <clears throat> so, okay. of course, trouble always follows them. So as soon as they try to land, they get shot down by none other than Captain Corda. Oh, him again? What? What? Okay. Yep. Okay. The ship sinks along with Crater, Milo, and Mork. Lena escapes just in time and goes to hide in the cave. But she gets found by Captain Corda. Mm -hmm. At this point, he's apparently been cut off from the Empire. Court-martialed and stripped of his rank. So, basically, he just still wants the maps. One, because of an old grunge. And two, he's going to sell them to the highest bidder and be rich. I see. Okay. All right. Yeah, what would you expect from the captain now, of the Empire? Now, I remember in the few books back that Quarter had a conversation with Darth Vader, and Vader made it very clear that he wanted to get those maps from those kids, right? Right. And Quarter was not successful uh, capturing those kids, so he's he been got demoted anyway. Yeah, and, and probably kicked out of the 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 Empire. So now he's really gone rogue. He's stolen the ship that he's using, right? Yeah. The sh so basically, what happened was he stole a ship, and then. The, the kids stole the ship that was stolen from the Empire. <laughs> so they stole the ship that got stolen. Okay. All right. So now this planet Zala is an icy planet, right? Reminds you of Hoth a little bit, don't you think? Yeah. Okay, good. All right. It and then, sure does. Okay. All right. So now they're on the planet, right? And quarters after Lena. And right. they're trapped in a cave and Lena's trying to get away from him. And then what happens after that? They make a truce. Mm. The most unlikely of allies. So basically, they both need each other. So they they just call it a day, basically. 
of course, never trust the captain of the Imperial Navy because Lita ends up getting double crossed. Mm-hmm. Now, so what happens with now Milo and Crater are still back on their Whisper Bird, right? Yeah, but they run into some type of sea creatures. Yep, they uh-huh. communicate by by light. Mm-hmm. Basically, they have a light system, mm-hmm. which is kind of like it's not like how we communicate. Just like blinking lights on and off, like ones and zeros. Mm-hmm. So what my little crater do is play these, you know, use these lights on their ship to communicate with the creatures. That way they'll think they're talking to one of their own. I see. Now Milo hatched a plan to actually escape from the Whisper Bird. Right? Exactly. Okay. But all the while, Court is trying to reel them in. Okay. And Milo comes up with yet another deceptive plan, which mm-hmm. is pretty awesome. He loops a hollow recording of him talking to fool Corda into thinking that he's still on the ship trying to send down a last rescue message. But by then, the sea creatures have attacked the Whisperbird and pulled it under. And Corda is basically stranded because the kid stole the ship. Right. So Quarters thinks that Milo and Crater are still on the Whisperbird. Yeah, so, so along he, with the monkey laser more. Right, more. And then he gets on the ship with some of his Imperial troopers. They're, they're not his. They're just calling it a temporary partnership. Okay. They get on the they get on the ship looking for Milo and he's not there. But meanwhile, Milo's already off the ship and is already running towards the stolen ship. Exactly. Right. With Lita. So now Corda and his people or his you know followers are trapped on the Whisper Bird. And then what happens? These sea creatures just wrap their you know Tentacles themselves around, around the, the bird and just rips it apart and just pulls it down yeah. further into the into the ice. I mean Corda escapes, mm-hmm. right? But basically he's still trapped. Right. But the whisper bird is pretty much destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's too bad. Because we recall from the first book, you know, we talked about this ship is all these kids have known. You know, they were born on the ship, from what I understand, right? Yep. Yeah. So but now luckily, that Crater Salvage basically all their old hollow Ooh, recordings. Good, right. So they really didn't lose any vital information. Okay, wonderful. All right. So that's book six. Anything else on book six? Nope. Okay, all we're right. Now we're down to the last book, all right? This is book seven called The Rescue by Tom Huddleston. We get get to see Tarkin. Tarkin. Wow. Grand Marv Tarkin. Okay. Yep. What happens? So basically, there's this K4DX security droid who comes in. His mission is to, I wrote it down, mm-hmm. to escort the first shipment as soon as the ore is prepared and in the meantime to place myself in Governor Tarkin's services and carry out any further assignments as he sees fit. Now, let's just let people know where they are, what planet they're on. They're on planet Agaris, correct? Yeah, Agaris. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's apparently rich in quadanium or something, which is used to make blasters. So there's a mineral that they're after that is yeah, found on this planet. Yeah, rich in that planet. Right, very valuable. Okay, and that's right. why they want to take over this planet. Exactly. Okay. And that's the problem. Okay. Now, uh, Milo and Lena's parents are there, right? Exactly. Right, they're being held captive by 
Tarkin and Tarkin is threatening them. And he's saying, well, if you want to see your kids again, you would give me the information I need to know about this planet, where to find the minerals, the resources, right? Of course, at this point, though, Tarkin's kind of bluffing because he doesn't have the kids. That's true. So he's just he's just trying to see if Rissa and Oric are going to just say yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And just tell them everything they need to know. Okay. But while this is happening, Lita and Milo's ship gets shot down by some spores? Question mark? Mushrooms? Yes, and mm-hmm. it lands. Okay. Crater gets trapped and he gets captured. But Lita, Milo, and Bork escape into the forest. Well, I don't know where Mork went after that. Mm-hmm. But Lita and Milo burn a mushroom for energy, like for to keep warm and for mm-hmm. light. Yeah. And now, then they get knocked out by the gas. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about the mushrooms. So they're kind of... Yeah, uh, they're sentient mushrooms, double question mark? Right. Well, the sentient, it's just nothing new for Star Wars, right? We There are sentient beings throughout different... Yes, series, that's basically like, the entire plot of Star Wars. It's not just humans. Right, right. So it's either plants or animals who are actually, you know, they may be force sensitive or they just must have some communication uh, where they can talk to humans. And um, it reminds me of the Drenjir, you know, from the High Republic. So if you... Yeah, you know, we're if making you're into a lot the, of references to them. Right. If you, you know, read the High Republic, you know, there's this, uh, it's a plant, it's a, you know, meat eating plant. It's force sensitive, a drenjir, and it can talk to people. You know, it can right. you know, people can understand what it's saying. So, this is similar to 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 the drenjir. These mushrooms, they're actually um, living. They, they do and they right, talk. Right, right. They are living. But luckily, they're nice. Right. Okay. So, anyway, the lead one, whose name is Hafer, mm-hmm. triple question mark, tells them that they can't get to the compound from there because. The vibrations are too strong for the mushrooms. Okay. So anyway, Lita and Milo get as close as they can, and then they end up getting captured. Okay. And they finally meet their parents, so they're all together again. Yes. And meanwhile, Mork has gotten into the garbage, the trash compactor, and he finds Crater. Yeah, Crater's been ripped apart. Yeah, so he helps him rebuild. Okay. Then Lita escapes during a shootout in the hall and finds Crater. They both destroy the generator, meaning the Agarians can close in. Mm-hmm. So that part's awesome. Okay. And then these mushrooms, they emit some type of gas, right? Yes, to the stormtroopers and mm-hmm. knocks them out. Right, knocks them out, right? So basically, they are, they belong to the planet Agaris, right? Agaris. Right. Yes. And they want to protect their planet. So the empire is trying to take over their planet, you know, get the minerals. They're trying to defend themselves, right, from the empire. And the empire is threatening to actually destroy uh, what's left of the mushrooms. And after the battle that takes place at the end, you know- They have to relocate. Yeah, things have gotten so bad, you know, that the empire is now bent on taking over this planet that they actually have to relocate to some other planet. We don't know where they went, but yes. that's pretty much what happens to these sentient beings. You know, they're gone. And um, yes, like you said, a battle did take place. And, you know, Tarkin, you know, he's, you know, he doesn't he's, like to get in the middle of the middle of the escaped. action. You know, he, he'll run away. So he and got this big battle. Exactly. It's like a droid. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, hold on. Battle Droid Brawl. Battle Droid Brawl. That's it. That's it. Uh, okay. All right. So basically, Crater and K4D8 face off. Okay. All right. Okay. And, for, and of course, K4D8 plays an unfair angle and grabs Milo. Hmm. So Risen Oric try to get Hafer to actually fire at the droid, but he can't because he can't hurt a sentient being, even though droids aren't alive. They're being programmed, mm-hmm. which was. Hmm. Okay. But yes. Okay. And okay. And now, how does the book end? Anyway, Crater wins. Everybody gets to go home, and they leap to hyperspace, leaving us to wonder what happens next. Okay. It's so one now, of those open-ended books. Gotcha. So now the Graf family are back together, and they get back into a ship, and they jump into hyperspace, and that's how the book ends. Right. All right. Can I talk about a couple of things in this in this book? Now there are some references uh, in this book to Rogue One, right? Right. So the droid. Director Credit is in there. Well, right. Exactly. Droid was said by Director Credit K forty eight. Right, which looks similar to K two S O from Rogue One. Yeah. Right. Okay. So and that's then, two references right there. Right. And then you brought up Krennic. Let's go back. Now this story again is taking place nineteen twenty years before the Battle of Yavin. Yeah, they would okay. say about 20. Okay. Which so is so at this point, Krennic is holding the same role he does like 20 years later, mm-hmm. which seems like interesting. I, I don't know how you can hold the exact same role for such a long period of time. Right. And then you must have just rose up the ranks immediately in like a year. And then the other thing too is the book makes a uh, reference that the, the relationship between Tarkin. And Krennic is, is strained. They don't it's like each other. It's not even a straight friendship. They're just like full out enemies. Right. They don't like. They work for the Empire, but they don't like each other. Yeah. And they made. And the book made that clear. Nineteen years before Scarif, which is interesting. So, did they ever get along? I don't know. But that's probably not. Yeah, but that was uh, very interesting to find out. Okay, so those are the references. Now, that's the book. That's the series. Yep. Okay. So let's wrap it up. Let's talk about what we liked about this book you know what some of the things that stood out like maybe your favorite moments in the book so honestly i said this is the last episode and i'll say it again mm-hmm. it was awesome to see characters that are around my age having space adventures and you know they didn't put kids down it seemed more like it seemed more like actual star wars than it did oh let's just make this kids friendly let's just have some kids running around in a ship doing absolutely nothing. It, it, it seemed like it really, like if they made this into a movie or a TV show, it would really fit in. I like that. I it's like still kid friendly, but it seems more like real Star Wars than anything. Right, right. So to me, this book, and you know, I thank you for introducing me to this series. I didn't know about the series until you I'd like to thank my mom for introducing me to it, though. Yeah, exactly. Now, what I like right now, what I like about this book is it doesn't talk down to, you know, uh, again, this book is, you know, for for, for kids, right, uh, between, I would say, the ages of eight and 12. It doesn't talk down to kids that age, right? Um, It's a book that requires um a lot of a certain knowledge of star wars well that but you don't have to you could be new to star wars and read that book well and it still kind of fit in that's what i was going to say i was actually going to mention that 
this would be, uh, you know, if there's a child, eight, you know, eight to 12 years old who wants to get into Star Wars, I would recommend this being the first series that they read. And the reason for that is, you know, like you say, it is Star Wars. It feels like Star Wars. Now, they don't know what that is because this is their first introduction to Star Wars. But once they read it, they'll recognize, you know, when they read these books and then they move on to watching the TV series or watching the films, they're going to recognize these characters that are appearing in the book, like Darth Vader and, and Grandma Tarkin and Krennic. Um, yeah. You, you know. Uh, and Mira the Frame. There's a lot of references to the real movie. Right, exactly. The Bridges, for example. So if they read yeah. the book and they learn about Ezra's parents in the book and then they go and watch Rebels. And It'll they, make sense to them. Right, and they realize, okay, well, the, the lead character in Rebels is Ezra Bridger, who is the son of the Bridgers in 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 the books, right? So they can exactly. connect. They, so they connect it, right? Which is why I said if they made it into a movie or TV show, mm -hmm. that's why it would just click with all the other Star Wars movies and shows. Right, exactly. So this is what I I, I exactly what I like about the books is that it's um it's, it's very Star Wars. It's into the Star Wars lore. Um, again, you're going to be introduced to characters that you're going to see throughout other mediums, comic books, movies, and film. Um, yeah, it's really, to me, it's a good starting point for any child who wants to get into to learning Star Wars. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, well done, uh -huh. Kevin Scott and Tom Huddleston, right? Now, I really enjoy these books, so I don't know if there's anything else that we want to bring up. Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay, all right. Well, that's it for today. All right. Well, you can find us on Apple. Wait, you can say something? No, I was just going to say, you know, that's that's Adventures in Wild Space. So again, you know, if you know a child that age, between the ages of 8 and 12, they want to get into Star Wars, they want to learn about Star Wars, I think this is the series to start with. Exactly. Right. So we are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, Amazon Music, Audible, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. And we are also on YouTube. We have a YouTube channel and we have a, we have a Facebook page. Please like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and, and Instagram. And don't forget our Instagram mm -hmm. and our website, fatherinsidegalaxy.com. So please check it out. Give us a like on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And we'll see you next week for Our, some more Star Wars. There we go. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening to us or watching us. Uh, take care and we will see you again.